Jingle Jangle Jewelry, welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. It's the Christmas edition. How are you doing, Damien? Are you in a Christmassy spirit? I'm in a very Christmassy spirit. Thank you very much. As you can imagine at home or wherever you are, uh, stuck in an elevator somewhere, Damien and I are, you know, Christmassy people. Very Christmassy people. Super Christmassy people. Damien, I cannot think of a single fucking movie, apart from maybe The Snowman and maybe Die Hard, that is a Christmas movie that I like. (laughs) That is a Christmas movie. I've seen movies with snow in it, but uh, I don't think they count. (laughs) Reindeer games, I guess I kind of like that a bit, you know, not really. It's like Christmas music. I can't think of a single piece of Christmas music that I like. No, not at all. I've I've heard some absolute fucking dirge as well. I mean, they've got the traditional carols, uh, but I remember... A while back when I used to work in Sainsbury's, and in late October they just they'd switch over from the regular um, company radio to fucking Christmas radio, and you'd have all these people taking the traditional carols, which were saccharine enough, and trying to um, slick them up, um, make the, trying to kind of really force them into a more kind of you know pop mu- pop music groove, or even worse. Dare I say, like hip hop, and oh god, you see people at tree try to fucking sex up rum pum 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 and stuff like that, and then I don't know for those two months of the year, every time I'm fucking stacking these cakes on the shelves, I'd I'd have to stop and just stop myself from trying to peel my own fucking skin off. Um, yeah, I, don't I mean, do I Christmas can just carols. imagine you. I could just imagine you walking around with like red eyes because you used to go into work red eyed. Red eyes, absolutely wretched, and just in your brain, all you can hear is over and over again: "It's Christmas! It's Christmas! It's Christmas!" I mean, I bet that's what's going in in fucking Noddy Holder's head. Oh dear! Well, that's like, that would be the end of every shift, yeah. And if- <laughs> no one, no one believes me, but my dad used to live next to Noddy Holder when he was a skinhead. <laughs> it's true. It sounds like I'm making it up. It's true. Uh, you know, Not- Noddy Holder was a proper, is a proper musician, and I bet he fucking hates that song. <laughs> All year round, if he's ever recognised. Old oh, lady it- in a rocking chair. Oh, uh, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's how the lyric goes, isn't it? I think so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm by no means an authority. That's- then again, I, I don't know. I, uh, I imagine he's fucking... Rich. I imagine Noddy Holder is very rich because of Christmas. Yeah. Is he still alive? Oh, I don't know. Let me do some tapping to find out. <laughs> Foolish Damien, Noddy Holder can't die. Is that what it says? Has it just melted your computer? You, I can't type Noddy Holder into a search engine. My search engine is dirty enough. <laughs> My history is just, yeah. It's contaminated enough. It's contaminated enough with all, all, all this shit. Let me have a look. Noddy Holder. Is, is Tim Allen still alive? <laughs> he, he, he doesn't say he's dead, so yes, I think he's still alive. All right, okay, but Tim Allen was beaten to death in prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Noddy Holder, like everyone else who we talk about on this show, is 71 years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So, you know, ask us the same question next year round, and uh, we might have a different... A differing answer. <laughs> we should just change this to a phone-in so people can be like, Hi there, I was wondering, is, there, is George Clooney still alive? Well, let me just find out for you. <laughs> Welcome to Potential Obituaries with George and Damien. <laughs> I hope no one ever finds out about this Google thing. <laughs> no, we do it, you know, we, we upgrade it to like a, uh, you know, a TV show and we just spin a wheel every time. And it seals the fate of very various celebrities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they must die in the next twelve months. Yeah, that, but we that do this like rule. a sort of Christmas special. So you know, if we've like chance on someone that's who's already dead and it says they're alive, Christmas miracle, they get another year. Do you think there is potential for for Christmas movies to be not the saccharine, cynical, commercial splurge fest that they are? Well, I know they kind of. Well, yeah, I. I I've, I would say, for the most part, what people classify as a Christmas movie is inherently kind of, kind of commercial. Um, I mean, I was I've been seeing on uh, on on the tube like uh, posters for was it Bad Moms Two, the Christmas Party, and it's um, Bad Moms. Yeah. Um, what you gonna do? What you gonna <laughs> do when she's looking for your homework? Bad Moms. Bad Moms. 
<coughs> oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I imagine it's you know something you don't watch other than you know it's obviously released around Christmas time. And I don't feel like it's something that you're going to watch kind of any other point in the year really. Um, and I imagine it's something you people are going to own on DVD either because it's obsolete. Oh, only I mean, in I, general. Well, bad moms. T- that sort of thing sounds like they just thought, oh well, you know we can't release it at this time. We can't release. Oh fuck it. Let's just release it in December and call it Bad Mums Christmas. You know, you can, and then then you just get someone to kind of you know put in some Christmassy music like jingle, 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 jingle. It's actually a really tense suspense horror where the cast are you know habitually murdered. Yeah, the the first shot is somebody opening the the trunk of a car and getting a semi-automatic shotgun out of it. Yeah. Jingle, 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 the Krampus. He arrives. He nears. Oh well, now you said you said something that began with cram, and now I'm just thinking of. Can anyone name it? No, I. I, I what is that? Well, you'll find out if you look in the comments. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, not all uh, kind of Christmas. Uh, I, it depends how you want to kind of define Christmas movies, really, because I. I regard Die Hard as somewhat of a Christmas movie. Uh, but well, yeah, yeah, a bit. Um, but, but it's a bit of a it's a bit of a joke that it's a Christmas movie as well. Yes, yeah. But I mean, I've I've heard people make the argument simply because it's a it's a movie that's set at the time of Christmas. But it's obviously well, uh, yeah. But there's more than that. I mean, it does contain the phrase her her her. <laughs> you were just looking for an excuse to say that. No, he's going to be the next. <laughs> George, what's her, that catchphrase you've been trying her, to her her <laughs> crowbar into this show? I think that's how Sandu must speak. I will give all the children all of the presents in the world. Oh yeah, I can do that with my voice now. And that's what Muppets Christmas should be now. Hello, hello there. My name is Madison. How's <laughs> that? Oh, so a severely debilitated uh, Alan Rickman doing an impression of Martin Sheen as Santa Claus. This podcast has devolved into me making noises. <laughs> Damien, I know you can't, but pull my finger. I, I don't know. I, I associate, okay, going back to the topic, I associate Tim Allen with Christmas. I, uh, sorry, did we actually, I don't think we clarified that we were talking about Tim Allen at all. We <laughs> maybe mentioned that he was alive. I don't think we've actually clarified what our subject matter for this episode was it's, so it's far. It's in the title. People, keep up, keep up. <laughs> people, people have seen the groovy-ass thumbnail that I've probably made by now. <laughs> it's just, it better be just like a headshot Is of he, Tim Allen. Um, Tim Allen is Tim Allen is great for thumbnails because no matter what he's doing, no matter what film he's in, probably when he's not even in a film, he just looks like he's passing wind. <laughs> he's very much like Jamie Oliver in that regard. He just looks very kind of fluffy. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I was going to say, I bet Tim Allen's the sort of guy who you can like clink a gla- clink a bottle with at a barbecue, and then you're talking to him, and you kind of think. I don't get this. I don't get this because people at this barbecue, you know, they're cool. This Tim Allen guy's cool. This Tim Allen guy seems really interesting, but people kind of seem to avoid him a bit. Not like they don't like him, but they just don't want to stand near. Oh, oh, fuck! That stinks, <laughs> Tim Allen. The air is warm, and it's not the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, the air is warm. My 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 eyes are warm. You know, it's warm when my eyes are warm. <laughs> I've just got into the kitchen to get another drink. Why does it burn? But I I do like I, you know when I've had the occasional cheeky Trump. I always like to specify with people that what was in, what when was you, when you when you've touched tails with a banker. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have the wit to get to go political. I was just yeah, I because was, that's exactly what I just did. That was so political of me. <laughs> Let me do my satiric comedy. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, eh? <laughs> Trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'd love to do that. I'd love to call myself a political comedian and like go go on tour, go around the political circuit. But all I do is just say like how bad politicians are at golf and things like that. It's very tame. <laughs> but it's done in a very, very horrible voice. It's almost inaudible. All right. Um, so yeah, we we need to talk yep. about Tim Allen and Christmas movies and why we why we picked Tim Allen as our Christmas mascot. I suppose. Because he's the Santa Claus. 
<laughs> he is he's very santery. I mean, as as ex heroin dealers go, I can't believe you mentioned that. It's nothing to do with anything, Damien. How rude! <laughs> I'd love to hear a, a glorious composite of my voice saying "heroin dealer." <laughs> heroin dealer. Oh, there doesn't need to be a co- composite now. I've just said it. Bollocks! I've stitched myself up. Um, yeah, Tim Allen, or as we like to call him, Mister H. Uh, I I don't know. He's 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 warm and he's he's fuzzy and he's uh, he's not fat, but there's enough man there to go around, uh, which which speaks Christmas to me. Oh dear God! <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is they'd have to take turns on Tim Allen? <laughs> oh no, no. Oh no! Get in line. Oh, Get in line. Him like a Allen. turkey. I uh, know. I'm, what I'm saying is, oh! I'm, <laughs> I imagine he's he's the sort of guy who could, um, who could you know help you put up a barn, but also he's uh you know very kind of um pudgy as well. He's a bit pudgy, and that's the that's the Santa Claus criteria, is it? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Santa Claus, fat bastard, but also a practical man. Right. Okay. I think you know. I imagine you know Santa Claus. He can he can rehoof a reindeer, can't he? Reshoe a reindeer. I I would suppose so. Do reindeers wear shoes? Of course they don't, because in real life reindeers aren't used for manual work. <laughs> They're used for their meat. If if yeah, if Santa Claus, if our if our Santa Claus film started with uh, a little kid saying, "But Santa, I thought you had reindeers, not so." Here in Soviet Russia. <laughs> Is that Russian? I, th- I thought it was French. Ah, <laughs> oh, but Santa, I'm an eight-year-old boy, and I was thinking that you had the reindeer, not the horses that I can eat. <laughs> and Santa, Santa thwacks him around the face and says, Eat coal, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> Roll says, of, cor- of course I have. Of course I have horses. Why would I have reindeer? Reindeers don't make sense. Yeah, I live, I live in the North Pole, but, you know, I have a fucking stable and it's heated. God. <laughs> Look, you're looking at a prime Amazon customer here. I don't need to get on a fucking sleigh at all these days. I've I got drones, think, baby. If you think about it, it, Santa, he'd be naked, but his, his, mod- his why, why, modesty... Sorry, would, why would he naturally be naked? Because he's a fat dude and he, he could hide his modesty with his big beer gut. Because <laughs> he loves a fucking IPA. And... It, you know, and he'd, he'd hide his breasticles, but with his beard, and he'd be riding. I'd be riding a massive Shire horse that has hair over its eyes. <laughs> he needs to air out those folds. That's what he's doing, really. And he'd, uh, and you know, if anyone wanted a present, he'd just pluck it from uh, from one of yeah one of his folds. Oh my god! <laughs> Hang on, let me just find out what's been in the naughty crevasse. <laughs> All right, so you're back. So, what present? Where the present come from is is dictated your, by by the child's behaviour. Yes. 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 Definitely. So what? I mean, I can if, only if it's, imagine. If it's, a good, if it's a good child, it comes from one of his chins. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. That's why that would be the least offensive place you could produce a a present. Unless he unless he takes it out of his afro. <laughs> We've never seen him without a hat, so we can make any assumption as to what his hair looks like. I've never seen Santa without a bottle, a bottle of Coca Cola. He says, "Yeah, it's it's like twenty percent Coca Cola." Santa, give it a break. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Claus, he's on the gin. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen a lot of stuff where it is kind of implied Santa's a bit of a drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they try to tell you that you know it's frostbite. That's why he's got uh, those rosy yeah. red cheeks. But no, it's nothing to do with all that port. <laughs> no, not at all. We're not trying to sweep the cirrhosis under the under the rug or anything. I mean, if I can think of any kind of you know fantastical fairy tale character who's likely to have gout, I think it's <laughs> it's got to be Santa, hasn't it? He's always seen sat down. That's because of the rot in his, in, in his feet. Because he's so a bit, so yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. He he gets on the sleigh and everything, but to get from his igloo to the sleigh, he has to get on a mobility scooter. <laughs> it's a very very sad state of affairs. How come that you know in all other fiction, elves are really tall and they have pointy ears and they're usually you know this ancient race, and yet. In Father Christmas Land, in Lapland or wherever, it's just a midget. 
you know, if you're fucking lucky, they may have bow legs. Well, I've yeah, I, I imagine it's uh, all to do with the uh, slave labor. No, they'll be f- farmed at a very, very young age, and um, much like certain indigenous uh, tribes, they'll have certain parts of their body bound at a very young age to prevent growth. Oh, not so they're to do not with any kind of ideal of beauty, as it may be with such as as such as um, with some of those yeah, indigenous they, tribes. It's with dem tribes, dem tribes. Um, it's to, yeah. Yeah, impede impede the growth, so they are, and they can in no way be the you know physically dominant in any kind of way. I see. I mean, do you think that that elven jobs are at risk from uh, you know automation and maybe even AI? Is am I the only one here between the two of us who associates Tim Allen with Christmas? No, I I've, I've I I remember vaguely. Was it the, the Santa Claus? Um, uh, yeah. As it were? I don't. It must be quite an old movie, but I, I, I still think they're kind of making them, aren't they? Well, they made like quite a long series of them. I seem to remember like the fourth one, like it's Tim Allen, and for whatever reason, the Santa Claus curse never wore off, and he was doomed to be Santa Claus, you know, in you know forever on. And in this one, he's facing Martin Short. He's facing off against Martin Short as Jack Frost. And like the vision of Martin Short on this poster was something of a fucking nightmare. Yeah, the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. All right. Uh, the f- so the what's film stars <laughs> Tim Allen returning as Scott Calvin slash Santa Claus and Martin <laughs> Short as Jack Frost. <laughs> the escape clause. So what we can say that he's been entrapped inside Santa's body for... When was the first movie out? I would say mid-late 90s. So we're talking the better part of a decade. He's been trapped inside Santa's body. And he's going to make... He's going to, as I say, work his way out. Maybe chest burst as slyly. So this is kind of weird. The Santa Claus came out in 1994. The Santa Claus 2 came out in 2002. Wow, so okay. There was, there was an, uh, an eight-year gap. That is weird. Um, yeah. Well, uh, well, going back to the Santa Claus 3 with Martin Short, the poster for that, it looks like Martin Short is in an entirely different movie. I mean, he's smiling, but it, it kind of looks quite sinister. Yeah, it does. It, it, looks, it does have the potential to be like a cheap, cheap slasher movie. Yeah, or yeah, or uh, like this is the film of the Jabberwocky. It looks like it's for kids, but it really isn't. It's like the first pitch for jig, uh, like Jigsaw or something like that. It's like get that shit out of my office. But it's a good start. Get that shit out of my office. You're but fired, well done. But, but but your work remains. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it behind. Don't sign it. Oh, I uh, I went down to the critical response to the Santa Claus 3 thing, and then it had awards and nominations, and I didn't realize what I was looking at. And I thought, oh, Tim Allen was nominated for a few things. And then, no, he was nominated for the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor and Worst Screen Couple with Martin Short. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised it's absolute dirge. Well, and, and yeah, the film was only nominated. It didn't win any raspberries either. It didn't even win Worst Excuse for Family Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems to be a category just made for it, and it didn't even win it, so... <laughs> like, it was nominated just on the, uh, for the fact that we had, to, we had to, like, point our finger and say, this is garbage, but we couldn't look at it in any greater detail than that. It just wasn't worth the time. Uh, so I'm just reading now, the Santa Claus 3 was beaten at the box office by Borat. Wasn't 2006 a time to be alive? <laughs> Remember when you were queuing at the cinema and your choices were? Oh, Borat. But I, I do vaguely remember seeing it as a kid, and I thought like the premise was, was pretty fucking bizarre. We accidentally killed Santa, so now I have to be Santa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Tim Allen's on his roof. He sees an intruder, and he fucking puts two shells in fucking San- square in Santa's chest. I don't think that happens, does it? <laughs> That's how I remember it as a five-year-old. Um, but I, 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 thought, I, thought, I thought it was like Tim Allen heard a noise in the middle of the night. He went down, and where the cookies were, he saw this big fat ass, and he had a little squeeze. And Santa kind of went, whoa, and jumped into the fireplace. <laughs> he thought it was his wife indulging in a little role play again. <laughs> he thought it was his fucking obese wife. <laughs> scuffing at the, at the cookies. He's like, you fat bitch, that's for Santa. 
Because the night before, you know, uh, Tim Allen had a massive argument with his wife. He rolls over and he's like kind of pushing at her back door a little bit. And like, Can you just put, put a beard on for me? He's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And he's, you know, she's a very committed <laughs> wife. They've been married like seven years at this point. And she's like, she, he like lays it down. And it's like, if you're not going to do this for me, I have these aberrant desires and I'm not sure I can still, I can be in this, this marriage with you anymore. I, even, I mean... This, to me, is more important than, you know, the, the welfare of our own children. This, that's how much this means to me. You need to do this. And she eventually knuckles under. So, or at least she looks like it. So he makes the assumption the following night when he sees Santa raiding the fridge that, you know, his wish is coming true. He goes for it, right? Trousers around his ankles. Santa's freaked out. For whatever reason, as you say... Massive he, heart attack. Yeah. He, Santa jumps in the fire, but, you know... Lest we forget, he's in, you know, uh, he's in the kitchen at this point, raiding a fridge. So we can have, like, this comic chase around the house. Santa's, you know, we can kind of throw, like, a sort of Benny Hill type thing in. You know, you see Santa running from room to room until Tim Allen's chasing him, with, you know, with his dick out. And, uh, you know, it's some kind of family fun there if you with a bit of silly music. Then, obviously, he gets a little bit serious again, you know, when he, Santa's being cooked alive. <laughs> After being raped. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't sugarcoat it when, it's, when he jumps in the fire we hold that shot for five minutes and we watch every we watch every scream and it, they are all blood curdling yeah I mean it ends with with Tim Allen essentially beating Santa to death not because he wants Santa to die but because he's trying to put the fire out but the fire is beneath his flesh into his fat <laughs> it's bubbling his fat yeah so, such a thing as like a like fifth degree burn, you know, it's, it's almost, you know, internally generated. I was, what I was going to say is I thought that Santa Claus was about Tim Allen accidentally kills Santa and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> because he seems very deliberate in his actions, but, you know, I mean, that's the kind of the crux of the movie. We understand, we, you know, we learn as we progress that he is uh, this massive, massive split personality. Or just something like, uh, I don't know, Tim Allen goes out on Christmas Eve. He has a fight with his wife. He goes out to a bar and then he comes home and he finds Santa and his wife and his kids and his dog have all died from a gas leak. <laughs> and he's like, this is my opportunity to pretend I'm dead. So he makes Santa look like him. <laughs> right, because like Santa Claus lives across the road from Tim Allen, right? And like Santa Claus is the wealthy flat family on the street that's always rubbing it in. He's got his Porsche and what have you. And like Tim Allen's in this shitty fucking station wagon, and he, he he hates it every fucking day. Tim Allen's like racking up debt like you wouldn't believe on all these fucking credit cards. He hasn't made a single sound financial decision in years. I mean, he is completely paralyzed, but he bears That's the stress right. just on his shoulders alone. His family knows nothing. But That's he, right. He imagines his suicide on a daily basis. He sees his opportunity now to kind of yeah wipe away his life and assume a better one. And Santa, you know, he's he's that guy across the street. He's got the hot wife. He's got the nice car. He's got the good job. And Tim Allen's like, I'll have that. <laughs> and he does. And he pretends to be Santa somehow. And and Santa's just a normalty. <laughs> no, or Santa Santa does live at the North Pole, and um, and he goes back there, and he's got to convince these elves that he he is Santa. And he's like, Oh, hello, shorty. <laughs> and <laughs> yo what up <laughs> i'm a santa and it's it's just a story about how he tries to convince these underlings that he's still the same person <laughs> and they What's don't that? believe it but you know they have notoriously bad bad senses so they can't they can't they have like this you know this inherent sense that something isn't right but they can't distinguish with sight sound and smell alone because as you've said, they've be, they've been bred to be dullards. But they can tell by taste, so the elves conspire <laughs> to remove some part of the body <laughs> and do a blind tasting. <laughs> no, there's just like a ten minute a ten minute kind of sequence of Santa kind of going through the workshop and workshop inspecting stuff. You know, just pretending he knows what's happening, saying, "Oh, oh, yes, very good, very good." And they're constantly trying to like lick his neck or something, but not no, not let him know that they're trying to do that. <laughs> It's like these, you know, and he get, because he's not Santa, he doesn't realize that the elves aren't supposed to, you know, behave so amorously. 
So he's Mrs. He, Mrs. Santa catches on when he realizes that. Where Mrs. Santa catches on when she realizes that for the first time in thirteen years she's having sex. <laughs> no, I would say conversely, you know, Mrs. Claus like sees this behavior and reckons that he's like diddling the elves, and so ensues like this horrible, horrible divorce, and it becomes his courtroom drama. <laughs> And like We're for four or five years, no children have any presence because because the Santas are consumed by this, <laughs> consumed by this hefty divorce. Like all these families across many nations are like divided over this half decade. Because because the parents still buy the the children presents, but without Santa, the, those presents under the tree on Christmas Eve they just disappear. Because there's no Santa. <laughs> no, the Santa, parents just oh, buy shit gifts because they don't know their kids very well. Or well, they don't care. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Johnny! I bought one of these one of these things. It's like a, a wooden thing that you can tilt around, and there's a marble in it. <laughs> Would have been great <sighs> fifty years ago. I used to want one of those so much when I was a kid. I used to want one so much, and then you had one. Uh, year, years later, and I played with it, and it was like, "This is shit." It is shit. Yeah. This is so shit. Fuck this. Damien, can you next time I come, can you like get rid of this gas fire and put in a roaring fire so I can throw this in? <laughs> this deserved to die. It was it was just not good, was it? I, I don't know. I don't, what did I expect? Yeah, I know. I'll put the, it, I was at um, I was at, I can't remember, but I was doing some Christmas shopping yesterday, and I saw like one of those wooden labyrinth things. Oh, you were doing some Christmas shopping, were you? Oh, yeah. were you were you with your husband? I was with my. I boss, was with yes. someone's husband. <laughs> Did you just say my boss? Yes. <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, but I, I saw one of the, like these these wooden labyrinth things. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, so you couldn't buy anything for your girlfriend because she was there, or was she telling you what to buy her? Kind of. No. No, it was just a little bit of that. Um, just buying shit for the house, really. It's not okay. an interesting story. Here's a present for you, and here's a vacuum cleaner. Don't worry, it's for the house. <laughs> Oh, you were telling me about you were doing some Christmas shopping. Oh, it's just so, so those wooden, those cheap ass wooden labyrinths, which um, were oh, never right. a suitable t- a toy for anybody in the last fucking thirty years. But I saw it, and um, like it was the exact same layout and path as this thing that I had that was like fucking thirty years old. So in the in yeah, in the, the, the last fucking three decades, they've had this shit that clearly no one would want to buy, but it's in no way evolved at all. Oh, it's a stocking filler, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, do you remember that robot arm you had? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always kind of thought, okay, that was something I always wanted, and then like I started to think, why, why would I want that? What would I do with it? Yeah, I think it was I, it was great fun putting that thing together, but then it was like, even though it was a robot arm, it was just it wasn't good to kind of do anything whatsoever, and it was the no. slowest fucking thing ever. I think we had this conversation last year on the Boisterous Brothers, didn't we? Shit, shit gifts that we've gotten. <laughs> And it was just as down, it was just as crestfallen as well. So like, George, what is oh. it, Damien? I think, I think I had I've, a crappy childhood. I've never been happy. <laughs> Not even as a child. I thought this was something that just came in my kind of mid to late teens. And I was just, you know, inherently cynical and miserable. But I think I've always been like this. Yeah, you know when, you know when people say to kids, oh, enjoy your childhood. It's the happiest time. Like I, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to kind of say, "Oh, I had such a terrible childhood." But I never was a child. Like, oh, this is great. I never thought that. Um, but as an as a fully grown adult now, it's not so much that your childhood is the best time in your life. It's just that it gets worse. <laughs> you're just imbued with more responsibility. You still, your sense of self is still just as fucked. I can definitely see how people kind of get the edges burnt off and they just end up as these apathetic blobs. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. We were talking about Christmas movies. Yeah, so back to um, Tim Allen's very messy, very acrimonious fucking divorce. Yeah. <laughs> that shattered yeah. many, many families across the Western world. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the reason... You know, it's the reason in 2019 Israel invades Lebanon again. You know, it's it's, it's <laughs> fucked the world up. Mugabe came back to power because of Tim Allen not doing Santa's work. All right, so the latter half of this movie is just one long 
very bitter, very uncomfortable montage of all these world events <laughs> linked straight to uh, Tim Allen. All these despotic leaders. Like there's another Chimere Rouge. It, you know, it ends with Angela Merkel blowing her brains out in the Reichstag as, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the ministry buildings in Germany are invaded by neo-fascists. <laughs> there's been a revolution, you know, in Europe, you know, kind of uh, darkness is sweeping across the world. Or darkness we, is sweeping across Europe. Yeah. And you just vaguely hear over the sound of the mobs, it's like, various Klaus, various Klaus. No, and th- then then it ends with us setting up the sequel, right? Because it ends with the darkness, and then you're like, oh, God, this is so depressing for a PG-13 Tim Allen movie. Then you just see the back of Tim Allen as he's there with his automatic shotgun that he's got out of the trunk of his sleigh, and it's he, he doesn't say anything. You just hear the iconic music. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> Credits! No, I think after Directed all that... Directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I think after, marks. after the descent uh, of the uh, Western world, we go back to we, we cut back to Tim Allen, and he has not worn it well. It seems like he can he cannot outrun this strife. At this point, we find him. You know, he's taken his own life. Maybe we show it. Maybe we, it's just you know, we just find him uh, as such. But someone discovers his body and understands there's this huge power vacuum in Europe now. Um, and I think maybe <laughs> yeah. Tim Allen's dead. <laughs> and uh, we don't see who it is, so maybe this is us setting up a you know different kind of sequel. But decides they're going to assume the uh, identity of Santa Claus and such fill this vacuum. Yeah, maybe I mean maybe it's it. maybe it's Vladimir Putin. <laughs> we can't say. We find out next movie next year. All right, okay, uh, but but you don't think that that person is? Uh, you don't think that person's cricket? I mean, like going back to Santa Claus. I mean, one of the I, the thing that kind of I don't really remember the events of the movie, but the premise I always thought really kind of got under my skin as a kid because it's when it yeah. I mean, of, was was the Santa Claus before? Was he like a thousand years old? I I I can't remember, but I just I just seem to remember like as soon as like you know Santa is well, blood was it gruesomely murdered or just broke his leg or whatever. But as soon as like Tim Allen starts putting on the suit and his body starts morphing, I mean, like, I remember like Tim Allen it's was... It's a body like, horror. It's Cronenberg yeah, that, body that, horror. That, that's kind of, yeah, I mean, I remember like Tim, Tim Allen starts like putting on weight and he can't understand, he can't understand why. So he has to go to his physician and like the doctor's like, this is a medical phenomenon. We do not know. I mean, as a kid, that's like, that's kind of worrying. Is, is he really sick? Yeah, and the bit they cut out of that scene was Tim. It's Tim Allen saying, "Like, doctor, I don't understand. I've been eating the same. I do my exercises, but over the last week, I've put on about sixty pounds." And the doctor's like, "Yeah, that is that is so weird." Yeah, this. And is... then, t- then Tim Allen says, "Yeah, and doctor, explain the dicklet." <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a normal dick. Why is it tiny? <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I, like, I, don't know. Like I, I get that vibe from Santa. From, <laughs> from, from Santa Claus, tiny dick. Tiny, <laughs> I. But I always got the I always got the sense with Santa that Santa had a bit of a tiny dick. <laughs> it's not just the cold that can be the tagline. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He just looks like that sort of fat dude. Yeah, he. We, yeah, with all like with those very kind of chubby cheeks, he looks like he could be a little bit of a chode man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's very good at eating his Christmas ham. Or I just feel like his dick would be buried between, you know, his thighs and, like, a fold of his belly. So it kind of looks chode-like. It just can't really get much, gain much ground. Yeah, it's actually a, it's actually a pretty normal dick. It's just his thunder, thigh, thunder thighs. <laughs> thunder thighs. <laughs> oh, that's a nice hi-fi. What, what is it? It's a thunder thigh. <laughs> Um, okay, well, uh, I'm just plucking this out of my fucking uh, head, ass. Um, what if uh, what if the the Christmas story is somehow Tim Allen and Riker from the Next Generation building something? <laughs> it sounds like you had that one written down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've noticed that I start. I'm I'm writing a lot less down for these. <laughs> Was it? I mean, was there any particular reason you settled on Ryko? Yeah, because he used to do. He's got a uh, beard. He, because he's got a beard. He used to. He used to do. You know, Home Improvement, the show within a show with the guy with the beard. 
Um, but I think you know it's kind of you know you need someone who's got a bit more a bit yeah, more like, star power now, like Riker, the guy on the other side of the fence who looked like a you know kind of a shorter, fatter Riker. <laughs> Tim Allen is fat, and Riker sits down in a very strange way. Sometimes it's the perfect fucking buddy movie. <laughs> Yeah, do you think? Okay, I'm Let's, sorry to repeat. Do you want this, to see the buddy? Surely, mo- surely Riker sits on his balls when he does that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, which I'm sure is most people, uh, Riker, Commander Riker from the Next Generation, uh, does this thing extremely occasionally, almost rarely, where he would sit on a seat backwards, <laughs> like, 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 kind of like he was about to, kind of like he was dressed in fish tents. And he was about yeah. to start stripping. It's not that he sits on it in this kind of cabaret way. It's the way he l- vaults <laughs> his leg over the back of the chair every time. I think that is like unbecoming sitting, of a senior officer. Yeah, just sitting on a chair backwards is kind of fine. You can just, you know, you can approach it in a normal way. You'd approach uh, a chair. I but he know, kind of treats can. it like it's a hurdle. <laughs> right, yes. And I'm not yes. talking metaphorical. I'm t- talking like in a sort of athletic sense. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't think it's ever appropriate for a man to sit like that. <laughs> Why, you know, with your with your fucking thighs like that? What is going on there? Oh, dear. unless you're doing some sort of, you know, charity calendar. <laughs> you know, that... <laughs> um, depends who we're talking to with their Star Trek fan fiction. It could be a thing. It's like, hi, I'm uh, I'm Riker, and if you're you're interested in helping children who can't hear very well, why don't you buy my charity calendar? It's called Sloppy Bears. <laughs> well, well, this is a is very it? merry Christmas show. I think <laughs> this is a filthy episode, isn't it? It is pretty disgusting. We've got Santa's Joe and Riker's Sloppy Bears. <laughs> I mean, okay, is it? <laughs> Is it all Riker, or is it just other kind of fat celebrities? <laughs> but on the Enterprise? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean in, in Riker's calendar. Oh dear. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to. Is, um, is November is even it... Holmes, for example? <laughs> oh, oh God, I want to fucking break my own hand now. Yeah, please. I think we can. We can do. We we can maybe ask for it to be like a write-in. See what the. Uh... See what the uh, listeners think, because I, I I I don't want to I don't want to generate any more ideas. I think my I feels like my dick's about to drop off. I think we should name the listeners. I don't think we should just call them listeners. I think we should call them uh, chums, chums and chumlets. Oh, I think that's way too familiar. I think they there'll be a big of a bit of a backlash with that. Hello, hello, chumsters. <laughs> All right, that's that sounds a little bit. That sounds vaguely. Uh, insulting, we're, you know, we're pushing back a little bit. I think that could work. Hello, you shamalamas. Hello, dick farts. <laughs> Never mind. I think we can go back to the the Santa, the Santa Claus. So, right, I wasn't quite sure what the resolution was in that film. Is he, if he, del- so Santa makes this threat that you know he has to deliver all the presents now that you know uh, Tim Allen has incapacitated him. So I. <clears throat> oh, I'm thinking of the resolution, and I'm just thinking of the the poster for the Santa Claus Two, where he's established as Santa, and it should just be, you know, because I guess the Santa Claus Two in our universe should be Santa is challenged for the Santa ship, and the title should be it should be you know Tim Allen as Santa, a completely black background, you know, it's 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 kind of very um, Ingmar Bergman, and it's just the Santa Claus Two tagline, who ate all the pies. I ate all the fucking pies. <laughs> so what happens is, like, you know, Tim Allen's issued with this threat and, uh, you know, and is subsequently hexed by Santa, which in turn causes this body metamorphosis. When he's when he's at the physician, they find out what this weight gain is. It's not weight gain at all. It's not fat. Like, Santa's cursed Tim Allen. And he finds out he's got, like, this eight-pound tumour in his stomach now. So Tim Allen is fucking pissed. And uh, he is... He accepts the challenge, and the rest of the movie is the two of them in a coliseum, no? And and they they they're completely unarmed, and their hands are tied behind their backs, and all they can do is belly slam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, they still have these incredible fucking thi- thighs. They can really <laughs> run at each other. 
or, or yeah, what basically the only way to defeat your opponent is to get them on the floor and then choke them to death with your thighs. <laughs> well, because I mean, their arms shrink as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, their their arms are tied behind their backs. <laughs> I'd like this glorious reveal where, like, Santa takes off his jacket and you realise he's got these dud wooden arms that he's, you know, pro- prosthetics. And when he, well, no, when listen. The, yeah, go on, go on. When he's topless, he has these kind of, like, shrunken thalidomide arms or something like that. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, shrunken arms. Let's just, we'll go with that. We'll cut out the previous one. Ed. Thalidomide arms. Well, I don't know. That's a very good way of, of describing what, you, what you're talking about. Um, hmm. And at this point, you know, like the the standard transformation is not, you know, 100% with Tim, Tim Allen. So he's got longer arms, but they are definitely shorter. He understands that, you know, they are going. Wait, wait, wait. You said he's got longer arms, but they're definitely shorter. Longer arms than Santa Claus, but they are shrinking. Oh, but th- they are getting shorter. Okay, yeah, because Santa Claus is like 20% T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, he doesn't have, have shrunken hands at all. He just doesn't have any, like, he has, like, no arm at all. It's just, you know, regular hands straight in at the shoulder blades. Well, no, well, listen, what I, okay, what I was saying, to, to go away from the Colosseum bit, um, the, the thing I was saying about the uh, I ate all the pies tagline and everything is, is, you know, when you become Santa, you become Santa. You are Santa until you too are killed by accident by some idiot, you know, who's, who knocks you off the roof or whatever. So basically, you know, Santa Claus 2 is about Santa warding off a contender because this is Highlander now. This is immortality. Right. Okay. But, 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 you know, Tim Allen as Santa, he has a fucking army of elves. And it's just about him putting people down. Right, okay. So the, the second movie is him campaigning, basically. Just... Him, camp- him campaigning and, you know, like, like kind of ancillary characters uh, getting out of, you know, kind of American muscle cars in the middle of 1970s New York and walking behind someone for about 30 seconds and they're just thwacking them over the head with a lump hammer. <laughs> And, and you know, saying, "Yeah, good look, good look at um, immortality next life, you bitch," and all that. Yeah, <laughs> you've got this really jaded, like detective, and they they're investigating all these murders. And as a sort of calling card, there's like two holly leaves left on each on each corpse. Right, right, yeah. And it's it, it, they find you know all these people have been mur- who have been murdered. They've all been in their own way, you know, seeking immortality. They've all been obsessed with living for as long as possible. And, and, you know, and, and then they start to realize there is someone who can live forever unless you can kill them. And that's why these people are, are being murdered. <laughs> and any, any, anyone who, who kind of, you know, gets onto this, onto this kind of uh, train of investigation ends up, you know, face down in a fountain or, you know, somewhere <laughs> or something like that. What kind of movie is this? You know, you know yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a prominent, you know, politician who starts to, you know, who leads an investigation and then the next scene is they're hanging from Blackfriars Bridge. <laughs> like a train of them hanging. Yeah, it's fucking nasty, yeah. Like those yeah. Like dodgy, like, canal tours you'd get on the, on, on the river. You, you, got people, you find them, like, brushing against the tops of these boats. Right, and then, you know, and then it can, it can be like... Uh, and then this guy, find, you know, this incredibly wealthy guy, uh, you know, who obviously can, can afford a private army. You know, he gets through the North Pole defences. You know, he defeats this, this kind of, you know, security contingent of elves. And then it ends with, you know, Santa p- putting a bullet in his head. And this guy's called something like Gomez Ramirez. And it's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then in the third movie, that's when Santa goes down to Sinaloa to sort shit out. Right, okay. It's is like, Santa you, still you, Tim Allen at this point? Yeah, Santa's still t- still Tim Allen. He, he's, Tim Allen, you know, retained the crown, and now he's going. He's going to find the people who sent this bitch to take his immortality, and he's going to take over. And and it just ends with Santa running Mexico. <laughs> he's a drug lord now. Yeah, yeah. What do you kids want for Christmas? They want heroin. Everyone wants heroin. 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 <laughs> okay. It's come full circle. <laughs> well there we go rounded that one off quite nicely yeah it's it's a per- the perfect end to tim allen's career is how he began his career <laughs> 
So what, hor- what more horrible fates can befall Tim Allen at Christmas time? Hepatitis. <laughs> I'm just thinking um, you could have like Tim Allen and then he realises that the, the Santa before was Steve Allen. <laughs> and the per- <laughs> I carumba. And the, the person who's coming next is Woody Allen. And it could end with Tim Allen like smashing Woody Allen's face into a fucking pancake with a garbage can on the yeah. side of a wa- side of a road. Yeah, we don't whitewash it either. You see, like the it- <laughs> skull collapse in on itself. It's irreversible, but you know, if irreversible had been done with a bit of guts, <laughs> that's one thing you can say about that movie. It's a little Very bit light. Soft. A yeah. little bit light. Yeah, not not enough fire extinguisher. <laughs> I reckon, um, yeah, it, it should. It it's kind of stays with um, the the kind of reverse. Uh, was it the uh, that the Stephen King movie? Was it Slimming or something like that? Thinning. Slimming. Slimming. <laughs> you know his workout. Slimming DVD. with Stephen King. <laughs> and it's just him saying, "Now do do some more coke. See, you're not hungry at all. Do some more coke. Not hungry at all. Um, thinner. Thinner." Yeah, it's, a, it's about a man who paints something that he should have shouldn't have painted, and he goes to the hardware store to get some thinner. <laughs> he used acrylic when he wanted watercolor. He made a right pig's ear. I mean, I was thinking we could. Yeah, I was thinking along those lines as well. It's funny you say that because I was thinking we could just just do a movie with Tim Allen called Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Tim Allen unsatisfied with his career and the state of his life, and he's just in you know a Burger King, just habitually eating. Did you know that Tim Allen is 71? 71? I don't know if that's true, but I, okay, I'm going to find out. I know he's I know he's like far older than you would have thought. I suppose so. He's, he's been si- around for a long time. He's 64. Fucking Christ almighty. Oh, yeah, well, to me, he's still like a 41-year-old geography teacher. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a, he looks great for 64. Are you sure it's just not a picture that's, you know... 20 years old. He hasn't been in the public eye for a long time now. Is that true? He hasn't? I don't know. I I mean, he's not been on my radar for a long time. Oh, yeah. And I I, I have my fingers on the fucking pulse. I think that much is very clear about me. So, yeah, his his credits are 2019 Toy Story 4, uh, 2017 El Camino Christmas. Wow, he does Uh, Christmas movies, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he does. Uh, 2013, he did three films. He did Adventures of the Penguin King. He was the narrator, and he did Three Geezers. And he played <laughs> he played Tim. So, <laughs> all right. Now, when you say Three Geezers, yeah, because it has is an apostrophe. Three yeah, movies called Geezers, or is it just one movie called Three Geezers? It doesn't have an apostrophe at the end. It has a <laughs> it has an exclamation mark at the end. Um, uh, it's an American comedy film starring J.K. Simmons. Tim Allen, Scott Kahn, Brecken, Brecken Mayer, Randy Couture, and Basil Hoffman. Okay. It's about a man researching what it's like to be old for a role in an upcoming movie. Wikipedia reckons that its box office is $4,000. <laughs> it was released worldwide as well. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'll have to look this up. Well, t- okay, so let's go back to Tim Allen Fatty. All right, so I reckon it's like the reverse slimming, thin, thinning Stephen King thing, and he's got this weight gain curse on him, and like Santa issues him with this ultimatum. But it's kind of fun, right? Like I imagine there's a there's something of him doing dumbbells, and he's 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 you know then he puts down the dumbbells, he picks up a bigger dumbbell, and he looks in the mirror, and he's slightly fatter, and he's like, what? <laughs> and as he's as he's doing this, as he's going going around in the gym trying to do stuff, and he's getting fatter and fatter, the th- the music's just going chub to 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 chub chub to chub to chub to chub chub to chub to chub to chub. Did did we make that up? We did. Or is that is that something I'm thinking of? We did when we were shit faced. But it wasn't chub to chub, was it? It was something like poo. Poop. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, there's, there's no, you can't really contest that. It was, it was that stupid. Are you <laughs> sure it wasn't this, David? No, nope, it was poo. It was poo, 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 poo. 
Yeah. And we did it and for then, like at least like forty odd minutes. Well, we um okay, so so after that, after the chub <laughs> bit, uh, then he accepts it and he's like, Alright, then I'm gonna get as fat as I can. I'm gonna be the world's fattest man. Keep buttering, 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 <laughs> keep buttering, 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 buttering. Um does he does he wanna be Santa Claus or just the fattest man? <laughs> Is this like, maybe you know like no, two no, no, one of the same because he you know he ca- he wants he goes back to Santa to tell him he's accepted the fate he doesn't really mind it's just as well Santa was incapacitated when he broke his leg we go back because Santa's basically been squatting in Tim Allen's residence he's got gangrene in his leg right and it's gotten really bad we get back Tim Allen kicks the door down it's like the only time he can really really exert himself really. <laughs> And he gets <laughs> when he puts in, his weight on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets in. And he he's, he reckons he's going to give Santa what for. He goes into the living room. He finds Santa. He's in an iron lung. <laughs> and it's just like, well, I bet. I guess I'll be the Santa then. <laughs> but you know, Santa's not there to like call off this this hex or curse or whatever. So he is like forever bound to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But he's also getting taller as well. It ends up with, like, he's the, the size of the Iron Giant. Yeah, but it's not, like, necessarily proportionate weight or anything. It's not like, honey, I blew up the kids. He's not... He's, he's more fat than anything else. I mean, his, his skeletal structure will grow, but not as much as you would think. Like, it gets to a point where you can't distinguish facial features. Like, doctors have to, like, force, like, this pipe down to his throat so he can still breathe. Like, Tim Allen can't see. He can barely breathe. <laughs> just like he's so fat he can't lay down <laughs> oh jesus like at one point you know they have to like they have to cut off what they can discern are his legs because like all this fat because it grows like outwards everywhere it's not like human normal human weight gain where it like uh, you know, attack, you know, it grows off certain body parts like the arse or you know, the belly or being, you know, or your arms or whatever. It's just everywhere. Like, it just grows out of everywhere, um, and it starts putting incredible, incredible strain on like the spine, right? And at one point, you know, it, like the, the the lowest vertebrae just completely snaps, and they can see like the lo- like the legs and the lower part of the body are starting to rot with gangrene, so they have to like nip that one in the bud and like cut them off. It gets to the point, like, later on where, you know, the Earth's orbit is threatened because he's so fucking big. <laughs> like, he's, like, eight, eight miles tall and 16 miles wide or something. Right, so when you look from, uh, you, you look from, like, orbit, you can see this faint dot where Tim Allen is, but America's coastline seemed to have come in by considerable miles, you know. It's brought, brought the water in. Like, it just ends with him, like, enveloping the sun. <laughs> like one day the universe will be nothing but Tim Allen right so like the, the follow up movies are still called Santa Claus but it's actually more of this sci-fi thing where this cosmic body is swallowing up the universe yeah yeah but there's no there's no character or anything it's just it's just like 90 minutes where you know we've, we've kind it's just of Neil deGrasse Tyson going oh shit <laughs> <laughs> no no because I think by the second movie you know Earth has been destroyed <laughs> It's just Tim Allen in space getting fatter and fatter. Yeah, I mean, like what I imagined is like, yeah, Neil deGrasse T- Tyson narrates Tim Allen swallowing the solar system. I mean, we open with him like envelop- <laughs> him enveloping Saturn. Yeah, yeah. And every Tim time Allen, you know, it, you know, he swallows a planet. You know, this process is sped up. He starts Tim to Allen grow is the great attractor. <laughs> and the only only other like. A uh, vaguely discernible dialogue in this movie is Tim Allen groaning across the cosmic belt, <laughs> across the cosmic <laughs> belt. Because he's still alive. He's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. He's still, he is an immortal. You know, this was a grand prize of sorts. <laughs> yes, he will live forever. He's he becoming will be... somewhat something to, akin to a god. You know. Well, I mean, he 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 will consume the universe. You know, and uh, and then that's it. He will be everything that ever is. <laughs> Santa Claus three. <laughs> Forever and ever, it's it's worse than hell. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. But I think we've ruined it with Santa's dick and sloppy bears. I think this is pretty tame. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe the calendar was a bit too far. <laughs> I mean, I've noticed with these, we don't really talk about like movies Tim Allen could have been in. It's just like this is an idea, and we're going to fucking hammer this over and over again. <laughs> Welcome to beating a dead horse. Tim Allen gets fat. It's not more Christmas movies for Tim Allen. It's just these are what the the Santa Claus movies should have been. <laughs> yeah, I okay, think be- so. Before we go, uh, did you ever see that Jack Frost movie where um, someone is turned into a snowman and it's the creepiest thing ever? Yes, and for a long, long time, I confused it with another um, Jack Frost movie, which is just a, which is just a horror movie. I think from like the late nineties. And like I would oh, see right. the two, because the, they're two very different snowmen. But I would either one I'd see, I'd always assume it was the horror movie. I mean, okay, how, I, I've just come up with an idea. What if Santa Claus Four? It's Tim Allen as Santa Claus, the Santa Claus we know and love. No sloppy bear, no chode, no massive. Yeah, you can't undo undo what we've done. Yeah, it's just Santa Claus normally, uh, but global warming means there are lots of children who, you know, in Cairo, maybe, in Florida, who will never know a white Christmas. So he teams up with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do they team then, up or do they just buddy up and hang out? And, like, these children still just, know the same pl- plight. It's just Tim Allen has everything yeah. to kind of change it and refuses to. Oh, so you're saying like the stories about Mr. Freeze. He has the ability to create snow and stuff, but he doesn't do it. He just goes over to Santa's on, on Christmas Eve and they share a cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he, he brings the, the concept of a white Christmas, but only to the wealthiest uh, um, wealthiest families in the, high, you know, the upper strata of these broken countries. And it just becomes about how these, uh, how this, this, I'd say, wealthy elite in these uh, third world countries abuse the uh, the peasants and the working class, furthermore, to facilitate this white Christmas. Uh, or M- Mr. Freeze uh, becomes a, a multi-billionaire because he sets up uh, like a, a massive uh, data storage business in the middle of the Arizona desert, but because he's Mr. Freeze, he can keep all of the data cool. It's not a very exciting movie, but he does become a business mogul. Yeah, and he still does greet people like, Eyes to see you. <laughs> He's especially goofy in this one. <laughs> like someone shoved a pencil up his nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's still got the same capacity. He's just kind of like he's he's good natured in, in only a way that someone who's a little bit deficient can be. He's very <laughs> very innocent. He's very innocent. No, no, no. His delivery's flawless, but like, you know, Schwarzenegger really tr- gives this role his all. He really wants to kind of because you want to be considered, you know, a higher caliber actor, and he really, you know, it's a very well considered role, but he's shot down by the director every time because he's always given, always given the same direction, and it's, uh, all right, Arnold, can you just walk without bending your knees, please? <laughs> just subsequently, he's falling, falling around like a fucking toddler everywhere. <laughs> Arnold, what this scene needs is it just needs a bit more, a bit more stiffness, a bit, a bit stiffer, please. Can <laughs> you walk without bending your knees? And every scene, he's got to go up like 12 flights of stairs. <laughs> it's the only movie you'll ever see where the entire score is played on only a tuba. <laughs> okay, so what we're saying then is it's Tim Allen, it's Mr. Freeze, and it's Larry David. <laughs> all right we've got, yeah we've got the cast out of the way but i don't think it should be anything jolly at all i think like schwarzenegger breaks down after like the second staircase and he doesn't try walking up it at all he just falls over on it and slowly crawls up with tears in his eyes no it's it's those three and they're traveling to wine country because jb smooth is getting married and it's <laughs> it's the last time those four lads are going to be together and they're all like, lads, hey, lads. It's like it's very much like that. Okay. So like Larry David has been told he's he's now a cheap he has to be like a wine boy uh, wine boy? Wide boy. He has to be he has to be you a know wine how boy. You've yeah. never seen any 
Only Fools and Horses, Larry David. I want you to be Only Fools and Horses, please. <laughs> you know, Larry David, you know how the only media you've ever consumed is, <laughs> is Only Fools and Horses? <laughs> Imagine you've spent the last 50 years strapped to a chair and the only thing you've been watching is Only Fools and Horses. The only input your brain has had is David Jason saying, Lovely jubbly. So, so, so Larry David makes a bit of an ass himself, an ass of himself. Sometimes, sometimes he makes a faux pas. Sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. It's always very cringeworthy. But he also goes, ah, Arnold. Ah. <laughs> but only when he's walked off screen. Punctuation. Yeah, because it might as well not be him. But he's got the Boise impression down pat. <laughs> okay, so how about this? Tim Allen, Gordon Ramsay. And Kelsey Grammer oh, fucking hell. are on a Christmassy heist together and they get locked up in a bank vault and they, they have to spend New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve, they have to spend Christmas Eve uh, getting to know the real spirit of Christmas because they've got all this money and their greed is tearing them apart. Uh, but then they've got to come together and, and realise the Christmas spirit uh, to get out of their, their tricky situation. <laughs> and they also they also have to you know because they're, they're just they're, you know the professionals they're working together they're on this heist but they also have to have to kind of have an intervention and, and find out you know where all this anger is coming from for Gordon <laughs> why, why the fuck is Gordon so angry they just you know come to terms with how they've lived their lives entirely the wrong way and it's far too late because we haven't established that it's a bank vault you know they're in they've been They've robbed some kind of drug lord, you know. If they ever do get out of this vault, they are—they will be met with a fate worse than death. So, upon you know this kind of moral epiphany, the climax of the movie is the three of them, you know, ceremonially taking their own lives, drinking poison. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the end of that then. <laughs> Who dies last? Uh, no, I, I imagine that they all—they drink the poison, and then Fraser's like, "Ha ha! I didn't drink the poison." Yeah. All the money's for me. What they don't realise is kind of like this cheap jigsaw twist where actually Frasier was the drug lord the whole time. Yeah, and no, I don't know. I think people would see that coming. Oh, so that, that, that's too cheap, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dame, for pissing on my movie. Yeah, pissing all over my movie. How dare you? I, I agree, though. If one of them was going to be, you know, the, the turncoat or whatever, it would be Frasier. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, I I think Gordon Ramsay in that sort of situation. I could also imagine, I could also imagine Gordon Ramsay uh, and Fraser and or Kelsey Grammer rather, and Tim Allen stuck on a boat together. I don't know. I think there's there's something very kind of old many about them together. Oh. In in my mind, it's very. I don't know. But yeah, they're all very grumpy and and kind of weird in a way, and and they're all dickheads. <laughs> like there's fuck all like spoken between them because they're just sullen old men they're just they sullen just, old men they just you know when when they, they have their drinks delivered they just throw them on the floor immediately <laughs> they, they just push they just push the waiting staff down that's all it is it's just one dinner right there's no <laughs> no change of scene or anything like that it's, it's just, just called three- a dinner with Kelsey Grammer Gordon Ramsay and Tim Allen enjoy <laughs> and they no fucking hate it <laughs> they fucking hate it they fucking hate it and you can tell that there's like there's only a cameraman and like the boom operator and they fucking hate it as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're all just I, told that they're not going to get paid for this at all but they're on you, the fucking cruise so they've got nowhere to go it's a small it's a small liner it's called Christmas, Christmas Simulator 2017 yeah what about if Tim Allen Kelsey Grammer and Gordon Ramsay escaped jail, but they were all still handcuffed to each other. Do they ever find? Uh, do they ever escape from these uh, these handcuffs? Or well, yeah, the, maybe at the end of the movie. Or is um, it, should it be like the crux of the entire movie? The movie's called Cuffs, and a lot of people get into it for the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah. Or, or what about um, what about Tim Allen, Kelsey Grammer, and uh, Gordon Ramsay, and they're the Three Stooges. Uh, but they don't want to be the Three Stooges. They're not like... But Santa's hexed them. <laughs> yes. And unless Santa- they deliver all the presents, they will always be the Three Stooges. <laughs> what? Okay, what about if those three people are Santa? And like Gordon Ramsay's the legs. 
<laughs> and, and, and Fraser's the body and Tim Allen's the head. Yeah, and but the, like, the, they're not imbued with the regular responsibilities of Santa Claus. They're just a spectacle center for like, you know, in like shopping mall. malls and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. No, they, they realize they've killed Santa, you know, together. They were having a, a Christmassy midnight barbecue. They killed Santa and then they realized we have to be Santa. But also Santa was like 13 feet tall. <laughs> uh you know so yeah i don't know and then they have to you know they have to work out how to get down chimneys together and stuff like that whole lot of fun whole lot of hijinks yes of course and like the longer they find themselves like miraculously bound but you know with ev- with every passing moment they're failing at their task their bodies fuse more uh more intensely together i mean i would consider fraser very much to be the stomach of that situation yeah but just his face <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, that man could chew a fucking bumblebee. <laughs> I have never heard that expression before. I don't think it is an expression. I think it's just it's just words that fell out of my mouth. Uh, so Damien and I are going to be doing a live stream after Christmas. Uh, at the time of recording this, we don't know exactly when it will be, but at the time of editing it, I think I will know it, when it will be, so I'm going to put some seamless editing in now. So, guys, join us on the live stream. It will be at 10 o'clock on... The 27th of December. See you then, I hope. Right, Damien? Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't yeah. imagine it is too merry after if they've gotten this far, after some of the things we've been saying. <laughs> so, stop doing drugs. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, guys. Have a Merry Christmas, and thank you very much for watching. Take care. All right, yeah, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>